0: All right. okay hello and welcome to enough wicker a podcast where we decide whether we'd like to overthrow the government by force or violence as we discuss the greatest television show of all time the golden girls i'm lauren and i'm sarah violence <laughs> and today <laughs> today we're tackling the 127th and 128th episodes in the series the president's coming the president's coming parts one and two <laughs>
1: you know what's really funny is like that that um (laughs) i have a feeling we're gonna lay into hw a little bit so that kind of (laughs) intro (laughs) is is more appropriate than some might think so
0: totally um, if you
1: if you enjoyed our communism episode (laughs) talking about magda (laughs) um and if you didn't don't leave another comment on apple podcasts about how we're too liberal um anyway
0: uh yeah and also don't (laughs) vote (laughs) stay
1: home just maybe give the show like a deeper watch. Like just try a little bit. Um read a book, anyway. <laughs> perhaps.
0: Anyway, moving on. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh man. But listen, we're at the end of the fifth season. This is so wild. I cannot believe we're here already. But obviously a two-parter signifies such.
0: A 2 parter in an eclipse show is very uh that's becoming their signature end to the season. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wild. We're we're really moving. We only got two more left.
1: I know. Um it's very very sad. Uh, I can't I think know. about that. Anyway, um, but so so you you know it's a clip show, but uh, it actually has like more original content. Like it actually has a little. It's like a little fuller, a little fuller of a story, I think, than some of their clip shows.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I really like the Secret Service guy. I think he's a really good addition. He he plays the <laughs> yeah. part really well.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's very charming and also like in this hilarious matter of fact matter of fact kind of way um there are a lot of jokes about like haha government surveillance am i right <laughs> you're like okay <laughs> we also have pictures yeah there's a <laughs> ton of them yeah oh yeah i know and it's like gets a big default from the audience and you're just like okay this makes me feel uneasy <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if it's any consolation, they don't know that Sophia got married to Max weinstock which feels like something they would have picked up. But, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's
1: like kind of a major miss, unless he was just—I was thinking about that. Unless he was just trying to force her to say it and explain herself, see what happens. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, the the you know, it's just so funny. Like we see this like sort of professional, you know, sort of cop situation <laughs> happening with the Hot Plate and Shady Pines fire too, and it's like. You know it's just it's a really interesting like some some man comes into their home and is like intensely interrogating and then we have to yeah. like flashback to it's it's just kind of the same format which is really kind of a funny thing but this guy is very charming um and um
0: yeah and he it's also just, like, kind them. of a funny
1: framing what'd you say
0: he like falls in love with them too. Like he's like, I'm, I'm going to convince the president to come here
1: because you're a real family. I know, like family. it's actually <laughs> H.W.'s call. Like he's actually paying attention to that. It's like, where do I go? What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, so there, he's coming to dedicate a new senior center. This seems like the very type of community infrastructure and investment in government that, a Republican president. They cut the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is that bullshit? I don't really think he's investing in that. Close him down. A waste of taxpayer money, <laughs> you know? Yeah, put an oil it's, refinery it. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> hey, I By have the way, <laughs> by the way, real quick, you mentioned oil refinery, right? I need to call attention because if you recall, there were many jokes about like the 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 gas station that happens to be down the street. Right. So like, they're like the president wants to stop at one house on the way to the senior center, citizen center. <laughs> Sophia's line's great. Why can't he use the Arco station? Like everyone else. I thought that was fucking brilliant. But it's so funny because first it's a Texaco station and then it's the Shell station. And now it's the Arco station, which is absolutely like how American gas stations work. <laughs> it just totally. like keeps being bought. And it's so funny. Cause I'm sure they didn't intend that, but it's like, it just keeps <laughs> happening and it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, that's some hidden commentary
1: yeah right anyway go ahead you you've got thoughts i want to hear them
0: um i mean yeah i just i my note is like interesting that reagan gutted all services geared to the elderly basically um
1: so then did hw be like well we can add one back
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i guess like you know that's good community business or whatever like i'm sure it's a great operative like photo op um it's obviously yeah it's a a move yeah. Um, but I, I like it a lot. I think it's really, it sets up a great episode. I think, as you said, it's not just like a run-of-the-mill flashback. Um, and I also love, like, they never miss an opportunity to get a Dan Quayle joke in. And, like, when Rose is, like, not making fun of the vice president, it's, like, oh my
1: God. I know, sets it's us great. off. <laughs> but also to have Rose deliver that line, I mean, that's pretty am- amazing. You know, like, Rose has definitely more um intelligent than Dan Quayle, so you know it's like there's there's that component as well it's almost like totally yeah (laughs) oh crap um anyway but let's uh so you know let's just jump right in let's jump into George H.W. Bush so um Dorothy is like really you know chomping at the bit here to lay into him in terms of his he calls himself the education president, right? So what do you know about like H.W. Bush's legacy on education? I I think I know the answer, but but I want to know.
0: Well, you'd be surprised to find that he was really great at funding progressive education. I'm just totally kidding. He did nothing, literally nothing. (laughs) He didn't pass one single education bill during his time. Um, And the other thing is like, you know the the sons of the what is it the sins of the father whatever but in this case it's interesting because when i was googling like george bush education yeah. whatever um yeah so hw did nothing really truly right. like didn't touch it but he did have thoughts about it i guess like he, he did speak about it um yeah. but w gutted education i mean famously no child left behind oh yeah uh, um and so dorothy's complaints about hw i think are actually probably really complaints about like the foundation that reagan laid um and hw i think was a little bit more pragmatic than reagan when it came to education um yeah where, where reagan was just like you know no money for anything like he was like a unregulated capitalism like didn't care about anything like really thought like education can be minimal when it's provided by the public you know but like private schools and, and all that um hw just kind of build on that like but he did talk a big game like what dorothy's saying is true is like he yeah. Advocated for something that he didn't even mess with because he would have to have spend money on it. And the same thing is true. Dorothy brings up like pollution and and stuff like that. And this is also I want to say like this is before the time where climate change was a political issue. like there's a, a oh yeah, kind of a famous ad where Newt Gingrich and Nancy Pelosi appear together advocating for environmental cleanup essentially <laughs> so you know just to give context like how far away those people are politically and and the time as well like
1: oh yeah that the republican party i mean has absolutely fallen off the rails at this yeah point, totally so,
0: yeah, morally exactly. bankrupt but like but you know i guess like they the always have is,
1: been, but like completely
0: <laughs> right off the rockers um but i guess like you know the hw wasn't he was only president for one term and it was a pretty like floppy <laughs> situation um but dorothy's Points are all, and you know, this will not come as a surprise to anybody. Like, I think we're both very on board with Dorothy's thoughts on it. Um, yeah. And the literacy rate was in, like, she's right. Like, there was all of these things. Public education was totally slashed. Um, and schools continue, I think, very much continue to have these public schools, particularly in low income areas. Like, you know, they're not the same as public schools in wealthy areas. And that completely defeats the purpose of a public school system. Um, exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: I also want to, again, shout out to Abbott Elementary, um, because it's a really, really funny sitcom, and it portrays the public school system. Um, They're in uh, Philadelphia, and, like, it just does such a good job. There was a recent episode where they went to a charter school, which is, like, build. I think, is the hero of, of solving our public crisis, but it's not. Charter schools are not, yeah, they don't help everyone I guess is the point and like we should just have better public schools um so anyway I think Dorothy's obviously like totally coming from a place of of
1: reality well what's what's so interesting is that um you know like Again, this is insidious in all politics, right? Like Republican, Democrat, whoever alike is like, this is why you need an actual like neutral or as neutral as you can be press because you have to call people out on these things. You can talk a big game and say, you're going to do X, Y, Z. And that's what most people are going to remember. Oh yeah, he said he was for education. Cool, I'll vote for him again. And you're like, no, motherfucker did nothing. Like you hold, right. hold these people accountable, you know? And it's really, it's really fascinating because- you just it that's that's our system politicians say things they have to say things to get elected but the most important part is do they do those things right and that's how you know you should hold them accountable (laughs) if they do not so it's really fascinating anyway um but yeah so but yeah (laughs) the good job hw and and NW for leaving us exactly where we're at right now (laughs) yeah really crushed it
0: um one of my favorite Ugh. jokes i think ever in the series actually is when sophia <laughs> does the thousand points of light she's like i turn to my wife barbara and i say <laughs> oh <laughs> my god like every know. single time and there's several references to that in this episode um obviously like it's great to see stan back with the, his
1: point of light i think that's I a really actually funny thought guy. that that was the best novelty ever like i yeah. a secret service guy that was fucking funny you know oh my god um <laughs> I, I was like actually i agree you know i agree with that it's so funny um for a second i was like wait no the thousand points of light isn't in this you're just talking about the reference that one that one's in two road together yeah um, yeah yeah not that yeah, yeah. not okay. that but like yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
0: just called back to it
1: no it's a great callback it's it's perfect <laughs> the point of light <laughs> on a stick I like it. it's, it's
0: really good i like it too i, would buy I it.
1: know it's incredible so um all right, well, now that we've answered the, what's your gripe with the president anyway? Uh, <laughs> I, I do love, you know, that we kick off uh, right away with the hustle of Sophia, you know, um, scamming the neighbors, 45 tubes of sunscreen and visors. Smart. <laughs> I know. Um, one of my favorite lines in this episode is when, <laughs> in the very beginning, it was like, there's a man on our lawn and just, blanche's delivery of get the net as as like she knows it's a joke in this like coy way where she smirks and drops her magazine on the on the uh table it's epic it's it's just it's such an incredible joke and i think it's like i remember last episode we were talking about sort of like the meta commentary where like rose sort of understands the kind of person that she is And then she's able to play off of that. Like we're, we're into this meta weird character development thing where I feel like this Blanche line is almost coming from the same way. It's like, you don't often see that kind of a joke where she's laughing at herself, like in the context of the show, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like, it's just, it's just got a little extra edge to it. The way that they, uh, that she delivers that line. And it, is amazing i love it i die <laughs> laughing every single time and it just makes me smile
0: yeah it's great and actually um in real life i think the first time i saw that joke used like as a response to something was chris from botan girls posters and it's yeah. so funny i feel like anytime there's like a picture of like a hot guy like that's what he that's what he tweets and it 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 Incredible. kills me every time
1: it's it always it helps <laughs> It's up. really an epic reference it really <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Oh, okay so then when when agent bell arrives um <laughs> there's there's um a really funny cut of like just to Dorothy's face i don't know if you caught this but like where he's like i with the secret service and then they cut to Dorothy in like a close-up you know she's standing a little further away from the door than the others but um she just has this like perfect Dorothy like suspicious look like <laughs> I don't believe that you're from the Secret Service. And it's so funny because it feels like it's going to go in a different direction. And then like, it totally does not. It's a very weird cut that feels like almost a remnant of like another sort of storytelling mechanism that they they ditched. <laughs> but <laughs> because because she just doesn't, she doesn't get any other like reaction shots until they're all like sitting together. And it's just really funny because it seems like she's going to be like, can I see some identification, please? You know, a plumber. <laughs> yeah, so <sounds> good. I got it there.
0: i I get it i mean i would be suspicious too
1: (laughs) no of course of course it's definitely warranted it's just like a really funny funny moment um but yeah so (laughs) i love the uh the non-ironically delivered line he wants to keep in touch with the people (laughs) which is like extra extra funny for me of like where at least these days like conservatives have have like are pushing this like cultural thing where it's like the 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 liberals are the elitists and like you know like so high and mighty and like hoity-toity and you know the the republicans are like the real how do you do you know how do you do to people i i don't, I don't <laughs> even know I, I don't pretend yeah exactly i i don't pretend to understand it but it, it's just funny to me because like how fucking elitist to call people the people (laughs) it's fucking so (laughs) stupid it just sounds incredibly tone deaf to say something like that but it's totally delivered like non-ironically um by you know this the secret service agent and i think this this is kind of a nice opportunity to go into rose's conservatism and her sort of american patriotism etc where it's like this this gusto you know gusto for nationalism and where she's like you know, one, like, so afraid of Dorothy for making a scene, right, and saying, mm-hmm. like, you can't talk to the president like that, but then, skipping ahead a little bit, they, sure, there are problems, but can't we just pray they're go away by themselves? Uh, like, I, really, I did not know that the Republicans got their gun control policy from Rose Knight. <laughs> I mean, it's really fascinating, but, yeah, she goes harder into the sort of, like, let's not make a scene sort of situation than I actually remembered in this episode, but with the benefit of just having lived through the past couple of years where it's like, that's all this like call for decorum when everything is falling apart and, you know, children are being murdered and you're like, now's not the time to talk about this. No, no, no. Like, you know, everybody thoughts and prayers, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's really fascinating to me that like, you know, Rose is sort of the upholder of that belief. And she does it in these smaller ways, such as like, Dorothy, if you have the opportunity to meet the president, a once in a lifetime opportunity to say something to his face especially you know of course the joke at the end when he actually asks her what she thinks because she's a teacher <laughs> um that you wouldn't take the opportunity to in some you know well-framed way make a criticism of him it's just it's just really funny it's just like a different different style of personality and differently held beliefs about like what a president is and what a country is and, and all of that
0: yeah totally and i'll, I'll say that like I think before 2016, um, there was, even with W, who, like, is a war criminal, (laughs) there was a level of decorum, I think, to the office of the presidency that I would say the majority of Americans believed in or, you know, like, bought into, um, even if it was somebody that you didn't like. And I, I think, like, Reagan is actually a great example of that because, like. I think people viewed Reagan as like a nice guy. I mean, he yeah. was thin, <laughs> he certainly was nice to the gay community, but like, I, you know, like I think that like there's a, but he, Reagan I think would have been respectful in any sort of instance where you met him. And I think like, obviously that really changed recently. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also largely where, I think Rose is probably at this point a, a republican if we're if we're weighing in on it um and dorothy's probably not but again like politics were slightly different before we had a president who supported nazis like oh no like, no, no
1: no no yeah i mean yeah or like outwardly supported nazis in that way
0: right sure. yeah i guess that's true like not um, in a secret time um looking at you will wilson
1: <laughs> exactly was just, that was what i thought in my head i was like well you know yeah the only one me. We're, we're not unique fuck. this is yeah exactly <laughs> fuck um we're um, not unique in uh yeah. in, in this moment in time in american history you have a lot of history repeating itself but um right totally but you're correct there is this degree of decorum right and it's funny but it's also like i i dorothy's bornak isn't gonna it's like they use part of the clip show flashback to be like you're crazy when she's like (laughs) when she's like yelling at blanche that they have to put a towel down to like stop the leak (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) you're like okay that's you know it's it's kind of like when it's three on a couch right where they're just like dorothy's so annoying she's always fucking right about everything (laughs) yeah (laughs) like okay (laughs) I hate how she's logical and thoughtful um anyway but it's it's really funny because it's like what she's not gonna throw like a a fucking bomb at him or something you know what I mean or like I I just I she's just gonna say hey you need to do xyz it's just kind of funny and then obviously she doesn't which is the joke but um but yeah it's it's definitely you're you're totally right about how there is this degree of decorum but I'm just also pushing back on the idea, well, definitely her fucking pray they'll go away from yourselves. They're like, well, what the fuck is the point of a president, man? <laughs> you know, but, right. <laughs> but also pushing back on the fact that like, you know, people in leadership positions are not beyond reproach. This is not, you know, some... Fucking, this is like all that happened when queen elizabeth died right where people are just like but she's the queen and you're like uh she's the queen in 2022 and she presided over just like crazy crazy colonialism that destroyed people's lives like you can criticize her it's cool you know what i mean so it's like the there's this degree of like celebrity and and again like the the conservative idea if i might say that people are in power are, are due your utmost respect just because they're in power. Like, I, I think that's incredibly, that's full of, it's bullshit.
0: But <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make, what is that based in? Is that, it's not, there's no, you know, and I think that actually the monarchy is a really good point to make, I think, because like, uh, it's all, even if you want to detangle it a little bit from like modern beliefs or whatever, the thing is like the crown which I know from watching The Crown on Netflix and also my own research. Um, (laughs) But you know, like there's this roots in divinity and that the crown is like a servant of God to help the country. Like, so there's this idea that like monarchs are endowed with sort of like a divine power and responsibility and that entitles them to a respect from like the common people that is totally arbitrary, that is simply because you were born into this family. And I think with the president, it's like, I guess it's a little different because you're elected, but still like, you don't need to like, you can say that you're doing a bad job. Exactly. And also that's the whole thing, right? That's the whole reason we have America is because we were like, well, we're, our leaders aren't Kings, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So then it's
1: a job. It's a job motherfucker. If you're not doing your job well, you're allowed to hear that you're not doing your job well. It's just one of those, you know, I mean, my God, we could go down a whole rabbit hole here into like what free speech in America actually means and it does not mean that you're free from consequences and blah 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 blah, but we, we we don't have to go there. but I, I really I just <laughs> that that interplay is so fascinating and it it really reminds me, you know, as always, of Kate Brown's amazing essay in her golden girls scholarly compendium um about sort of just this americana and and Rose having this you know, sort of greatest generation belief in the US right that she's just like but it's the president like he's he's wonderful and why would you say he's doing bad things and we're just going to pray if there are bad things and you're like right. well, I'm, just pray I'm him away confused rose like who who you think he is right like it's <laughs> it's just so wild anyway um <laughs> yeah as a complete aside only because my mind went here and um you guys are all just you'll have to listen to me cuz this is my podcast but um <laughs>
0: Yo, who's the monarch now? <laughs> who's the
1: monarch now? <laughs> my name is Sarah Royal. That is. Um. Anyway, the real royal family. So, <laughs> the whole like who I I just went down this rabbit hole in my mind because I it really is a, a legitimate question of like, what does Rose think? the president's job is if like he doesn't have to do things and fix the bad stuff like if god does right it actually ties very well into what you were saying about sort of like the monarchy being dubbed from on high as like the the leaders or whatnot you know from from a divine sense um but it (laughs) reminds it reminds me of um lindy west i'm sure you're familiar Mm -hmm. with her uh and she has the what one is one of my favorite essays of all time that i I read every single year is um, oh I, I know it <laughs> i re-watched love actually and i'm here to ruin it for all of you um <laughs> so funny. and no no disrespect to people i like genuinely love 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 actually i actually do love that movie like i will watch it not ironically but I have to admit that she makes some <laughs> fabulous points. And I, I adore this essay. So if you're unfamiliar with it, I really highly encourage you to look it up. I think it's originally on Jezebel. Um, but there is a line in there <laughs> where she's talking about Hugh Grant as the prime minister <laughs> of England. And she's just like, incidentally, how many Americans believe that Hugh Grant is actually the true prime minister slash boy king of England? <laughs> And she goes, I'm guessing that number is not zero. And that is why we should all eat poison. (laughs) And It just just reminds me of like Rose just being like, it's the president. He's like the king of America. And he's just there for us to like him to be our king. And like, you know, there's just it's just so funny. I just went down this hilarious rabbit hole that's really not that related. But it was a great opportunity to plug Lindy West.
0: Yeah, it's a great essay. I agree. And I also like, I have mixed feelings about Love Actually for the record. And I love, I
1: just, you gotta read that essay. The fatally, Oh my God. It kills me. It's so good. <laughs> Probably thinking about ham. I bet. <laughs> anyway, it's, anyway. Really, it's really fabulous. Anyway. So Rose is problematic. End of story. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay. So I want to talk about actually an interesting placement, I think of the clips. So there's oh, okay. this, There's the, um... oh, I hope
1: you're going to say what I said. I'm going to say, oh my God. Okay,
0: so like there's the run where they're talking about like age discrimination. Dorothy's like talking about age discrimination, women's rights, and she's, you know, like these are all these other problems. And then there's a montage of basically like all of the sort of progressive storylines, like Professor Cooper's in there, Neil Freelander's in there, um, obviously job hunting, like all of these things. And it's, I have like, it's kind of a montage about like by, why being an older woman is hard like all of the challenges they face and whatever and like women and then i (laughs) wanted to point out that um in 1991 george bush appoints clarence thomas to the supreme Mm. court so it's a really interesting sort of like point at the end of that because i was like oh there's a real theme to these clips and you know like obviously i can can see where they were chosen but um and this hasn't happened yet this is 1990 so next year but wow what a (laughs) what a piece to have all of these clips about like sexual harassment and discrimination and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and then maybe bush heard it was like you know what that would be a good supreme court justice and now this (laughs) fucking asshole is still on the supreme court
1: so yep 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that's not what I was going to say about the placement. I was much lighter, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it is interesting. And I, I really, I like how they resurface those clips, uh, because I also think it's one of those things where the show, especially at this time is like, no, we can say this shit. And actually it bears repeating. Let's go through all of like the progressive pieces that we've actually talked about, you know, and not even all, I mean, just like a very quick highlight. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting point of like highlighting specifically for, you know, women of a certain age and reminding people of like exactly what the show is about. Right. But yeah, for sure. Um, my <laughs> my clip show order was only going to be that it always bothered me that they go through this is down in the mix. This is, you know, part two, when they actually talk about Max Weinstock and they go through the whole, you know, essentially like a, a short version of them making up and then you know deciding to get married and all of that kind of stuff we watch a lot of that episode actually (laughs) in this episode yeah it's a hefty flashback and it's definitely like reader's digest version of uh Sophia's wedding part parts one and two but um then so they have that first and then later when they're talking about like the you know uh, any clubs that might be subversive (laughs) you know do you have a overthrow of government by force or violence violence um that they then (laughs) clip cut to the clip show of um the elvis fan club but they make but like as part of the clip show in the the max weinstock thing is that they have the elvises at the wedding so actually if you were watching this episode and you hadn't seen the original one you wouldn't be like why the fuck are there elvises at the wedding this makes no sense it's like they kind of like introduce the elvis club backwards it's just very funny to me because i was like i don't even think you don't you wouldn't even necessarily have to have them in order you could have done the subversive club thing first and then done the max weinstock thing i don't know it it just it's always funny because it always bothered me even when i was watching this back in the day (laughs) yeah yeah i see that (laughs) oh man anyway that's my piece for for elvis (laughs) that
0: sounds right um yeah i'm trying to see what else they have oh so Stan mentions uh, Daniel Ortega, did you catch that?
1: No, I did not.
0: Okay, so he mentions it. Um, and so I looked up who that is and he's actually the current president as Nicaragua of Nicaragua. Um, and he was also at the time. And he basically like, according to the BBC, he was like a Sandinista. He was a, a left-wing revolutionary at the time. Um, yeah. And he was credited with bringing down the dictator um, and also, like, U.S.-sponsored rebels, so, like, he was sort of, a, like, a hero, um, yeah. and now there's some questions about, like, he's pretty erratic, he's kind of, um, they think maybe a little corrupt, um, yeah. but some people still really like him, and they call him, uh, Commandante Daniel, um. Wow, there you go. So, yeah, thought that was interesting.
1: <laughs> also, would they just let Stan walk up to the house like that? It seems, I mean, I don't know, they knew who he was, so, First class yes i mean <laughs> maybe he was like searched on the outside i don't know it seems seems a little See, the whole
0: thing is a little like it feels like there should have been more screening i don't know george bush just wants to pop into someone's house
1: like <laughs> also i have a question about the pop-in like was the intention that there was actually going to be a little bit more of a visit but he was running late so that's why he was at the door I, I mean, so. in the storyline, of course, not because somebody doing a hilariously bad, like, not bad, but like a hilariously, like, it's okay, you know, <laughs> skewed. It, it's just so caricature-ish. It cracks me up, which I guess was the intention. It's not Dana Harvey, <laughs> but it's not bad. And it's like so shaky. It just it cracks me up. It's like some weird, like Mr. Rogers, w, uh, HW hybrid. And it, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, anyway, going going back up to the top a little bit, um, I do like how uh, you know when they're when he's initially sort of uh, interviewing everybody. He's like, "This administration would appreciate that you didn't hit on the president." Oh <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> and then, would you mind answering a few questions? As long as it's not math, yeah. I feel like that's that should be my answer for anybody who says that to me. Me too. <laughs> so, that's yeah. what I got. Also, I know. Like, so, I'm so game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> totally oh my goodness um but anyway so what uh, did you know you always love talking about phil how about the underoos present oh yeah
0: you know what i also realized is that i say underoos all the time that's <laughs> like oh, a, really? yeah <laughs> i use it in everyday conversation and i'm sure that i got <laughs> that from here because i've never heard it anywhere else <laughs>
1: <laughs> your brother didn't have underoos growing up
0: i don't think so but i definitely like Assumed he did. I assumed everyone did.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my god, too funny. Um, I guess they, they had them for girls too, but I feel like it was very like comic book character type of weird. Yeah, characters.
0: I get it. I guess maybe clearly
1: did. marketed to little boys because girls can't like comics. Right.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, they're too busy. Obviously. Um,
1: so I get them on their simplicity patterns.
0: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> i get them confused with granimals did you ever have those like the
1: (laughs) i don't even know what that is it
0: was like similar i mean it was like a pajama i remember the pajamas that like would be marked with like an animal in the corner and you could mix and match but like the sets that went together had the same animal i think i don't know i might be making that up
1: (laughs) interesting no you're not granimals just looked it up a month's worth of outfits it still exists granimals.com Wild, 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 wild. Um, never heard of that. That sounds like the bougie version of, <laughs> of uh, you know, of uh, underoos. That's really. Funny. I can
0: assure you, it was not. Okay, good.
1: Good to know. Well, they've definitely upped their brand then, because their website looks pretty. Cool.
0: I used to be a real American where I come from. We were buying anything bougie. Okay. <laughs>
1: you mean like a typical American family? <laughs>
0: when the Walmart opened in my town, people didn't go to school. Okay, that's where I'm from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I bet that happened with the cracker barrel in mind. Um, I do so uh, I'm the mother and I have 2.3 children um, crack me up with the typical Love that family, family thing. Uh, it also reminded me of, you know, um, there's the really cute Goodnight Golden Girls book. Um, so cute that I've actually you know read to my child, which is very exciting, um, that um, I think what Samantha Brooke wrote it, and um, it's really clever because it's like it is, you know, ma the mother putting to, you know, to bed her three children, which is really exciting. But I love the dig on Rose that she's point three. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really hilarious. Um, Oh my gosh. Um, But yeah, I, so, I, you know, I, I don't have too much more. I mean, I, the, I think it's really, I just wanted to bring up the subversive club thing again, uh, which is like, <laughs> Cracks me up again in sort of like the hindsight of like where we're at right now in our country that like the daughters of the Confederacy are not considered a subversive group. <laughs>
0: Probably not if you're mean, fucking George Bush. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, fair, fair, fair. But it's really funny because you're just like when you really stop and think about like all this Confederacy stuff, you're just like, you they lost the war against this country. It's just like very strange about being like celebrating you know, I don't know, Nazi Germany or something like that. It's like, it's not quite the same uh, analogy, but it's like, it's just funny of like celebrating the losers and being like, okay, sounds great. Like I I don't actually know. And I don't really care to find out what the Daughters of Confederacy's like charge is, you know, I mean, of preserving heritage, I'm sure is some phrase in there, but it's also one of those things where you're just like, but there's gotta be some sort of component about like restoration of the way it was. just cracks me up yeah what are you Um,
0: actually after yeah it's super wild because like you know conservatives and particularly like i don't know the republican party is all about like america and we love america and we america's the best and whatever but like you're literally advocating for the preservation of a rebel army against america when you're talking about preserving the confederacy and i mean you know that's just like the Sort of like logical explanation of it. Never mind the fact that the people that you're advocating keeping statues of were literal slaveholders. Like you know, the the moral obligation is so much deeper than that. But just on the surface, it's like you can't love America and then say that you are an advocate for essentially like it's dissolution.
1: Exactly. Like hello. <laughs> hey, this goes back to what I'm saying about politicians, you say one thing and then you could just do other things and that's fine if you don't pay close attention. You're like, cool, you're American, you believe in America, great, I'm sign me up and then that's as far as I go. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's so
0: bizarre when um, there's like, you know, there's a couple Golden Girls accounts. Like I know that- um, recently shady pines ma 85 who i which i have oh, talked yeah. about before that i love and i know that um i've seen on twitter barrett from um so good we named it like they've had these and we have to like have these interactions with people who are like not even conservative but like staunchly like a trumper and they're they're you know their whole place is like oh you can still like the golden girls and like sure i guess but only if you're not actually hearing or absorbing any of the joke like this episode th- I guess there's some nuance if you're considering like oh it's just a clip show but like they're bad <laughs> like what the golden girls is a progressive like we you know I, I, it's a little bit spoon feeding at this point but like it's a progressively oriented sitcom and like they miss a lot like they they you know we, we talk about a lot like where they fall short but like generally it advocates for progressive ideals and you know i just i wish that these people would have learned something from from them and like thought about just like literally like the compassion how much compassion do you really need to understand why slaveholders are bad it should be a very baseline <laughs> thing of humanity but
1: we're not there it's like <laughs> it's just like those fucking rich people having like a party that was like handmade themed you know like like, again like these people are actually correct on the surface yeah of course you're allowed to like the golden girls but we're just criticizing you because there's not even a subtext to the show it's a very overt text (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) some thoughts about things that yeah that you you're not you're not quite an advocate for anyway i mean whatever fuck the trolls people are so absolutely occupied and this is the other you know like double speak thing that cracks me up too where it's just like oh yeah special snowflakes you can't take the criticism and you're just like you're on a golden girl's account like yelling at someone making memes like maybe you should question your life
0: yeah buddy you're a
1: snowflake <laughs> yeah exactly you're getting mad because people are calling you dumb sorry you made the comment anyway yada yada that was a great uh daughters of the confederacy uh, spur in our conversation but correct <laughs> <laughs> um Ugh. also in politics i spend one lousy night with mussolini and i do mean lousy <laughs> <laughs> so good
0: and now it only has mussolini but she's a lady so everyone's happy about it right?
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly um, last ceiling. when they <laughs> when they talk about um you know, they sort of use, again, like they replay so much of Sophia's wedding and like go through the Max Weinstock thing. It it almost makes me think of like, oh, maybe they're kind of using this a little bit more of an explainer. Cause at the end of Sophia's wedding part one, I'm sorry, part two, you know, they agree to not quite get divorced. She doesn't need that on her record when she's so close to the St. Peter's pearly gates, but, (laughs) um, You know, they 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 kind of go their separate ways, but this actually does add a little bit of like some rare continuity between episodes. Actually, like an episode that was a while ago um, that brings it back into focus of like explaining that like you know, hey, yeah, we're just good friends and blah 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 blah. And I really love that you know, talking about he's like uh, talking about their sex life, whatever. And <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she goes, if you're gonna write that down, make it three times a night. He'd like that. And yeah, send me a copy. <laughs> i just love the idea of him like recording something official on the u.s government like stationary about sophia's sex life send me a copy yeah
0: that's so great um yeah and i think like i was wondering about that too like if they got letters or something being like where's max what happened to max because they do sort of address it but i also think that's like a which we talked about is like a pretty like they're essentially like long distance like I don't know. It's like grinder before grinder was the thing. I feel like it's like when they're in town, they'll see each other and they'll hook up, but they're not going to actually like yeah. have a relationship or the yeah, basis I mean, for it. Not the same, obviously.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. For sure. But it seems like a really, a very handy arrangement that they have. <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, and to the end is really all I have to talk about. Otherwise we're just, you know, be Arthur's delivery of just like Bush. so good she sounds like she's constipated it's oh it's excellent and it's like the the idea of like a starstruck kind of situation which is funny because like even if you don't like a celebrity there is a certain amount of like weird what something that could be just described as like being starstruck where you're just like this is so weird. I'm seeing this person. They're a real person. They're like standing in front of me as opposed to somebody I only see on TV or in photos. Right. It's really kind of fascinating. Um, so there is like kind of a, my, I'm saying like you could have a stumbling block such as Dorothy, probably not as intensely as she had, but <laughs> it could also be very intimidating by all the members of the press plus like 40 million secret service dudes uh, standing around.
0: Yeah. I'm laughing at his jokes. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because um you know, like there's a couple instances where we see Dorothy literally sort of losing her words, like my daughter, an English teacher, <laughs> and like <it's, laughs> yes, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's interesting how that sort of like flustered feeling affects her, which is like that she yeah. kind of like stumbles. Um, but, and I, I, I do think like it was so quick that she probably wouldn't have been able to get anything in anyway. But yeah, I'm, I I'm glad you shared that because I was curious what you thought about her kind of like dropping the ball on what she wanted to say and then it's really cute when she's like I think he got the message
1: (laughs) I know it's pretty funny I mean I think it's it's really interesting where it's like you know she as you see her sort of preparing to say things you don't know how far she's like getting but yeah you need to you need to have like the shortest elevator pitch ever so you better prep those words and you know make some perfect pizza with pizzazz uh like you know really like hone in on those elements that you're gonna say because you don't have a lot of time and that's kind of why I asked about like was the original visit like more of a visit like maybe like five minutes in the home on the couch or you know as opposed to 30 seconds at the door um so it's just it's really really fascinating and I also think from just knowing like the world of like PR and there's a press there press there with the boom mic and it's just mm. such a weird vulnerable position for the president to be like the front area of their porch it's like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense um but like also thinking about when you run an event right where he only has like 30 seconds and then you're like you would have instructed the president to not follow up like oh you're a teacher be like thank you for your service that's all you would say as opposed to like hey do you have any thoughts and then like because they don't know Dorothy could go on her like 40 minute stump speech and they'd be like yeah yeah he's gotta go Um, yeah the senior (laughs) centers waiting for them just in terms of like running a, a run of show right for like a president or somebody of an immense stature, or or some immense schedule, it just cracked me up. Where you just like, God, don't ask an open ended question. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> but luckily, Dorothy handles it for him, so it's all yeah, right. she does. Yeah, but yeah, I do. I uh, that's interesting. I didn't think about the. Um, I did. I did think about the. This is my daughter, Dorothy. She's an English teacher, but I didn't think about the fact that this actually happens quite often. That it is like sort of a a character trait of hers. Um, to have some sort of bravado and then be like, okay, I can't do it. It's relatable. I think it's, it's totally tangible. Absolutely. It's just so funny. (laughs) So I don't know, but I, I really enjoyed this one. I think because there was the added, there's just so much, so much more than the clip shows, you know, and the clip shows are always fun, but obviously, especially, you know, when you're deep diving into a scholarly rewatch, you're like, yeah, yeah, I know this by heart. We already talked about this. Yeah,
0: (laughs) totally. I agree
1: but there's a lot to actually pick apart, um, in general. So, and, you know, even a lot to pick apart just about like the way that the characters are, as opposed to, um, you know, just ragging on, uh, Republican politics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's more to it. (laughs) Um, anything else? No, I can't believe we're in season six. This is wild. It's incredible. I know. And just like, you know, thanks again for all of our listeners out there for everybody who has to deal with trolls. Um, for you know just supporting enough wicker this has been like such an incredible incredible opportunity and experience that that like lauren and i have been sharing with fans and we're just like we're so pumped we got two more seasons left um and it's just the best yeah so join us next time we're going to discuss the pros and cons of unmedicated birth and squatting (laughs) in a laura ashley showroom (laughs) (laughs) you know i have some thoughts (laughs) It's a no take for care, me. everybody yeah yeah yes, that's a no that's enough for me <laughs> take care everybody